Hello, my name is Vika Gay and welcome to this podcast produced by the International Monetary Fund. The trend of increasing inequality globally has been a subject of intense debate in recent years. Many point to the income disparity between, say, a chief executive of a company with its exorbitant pay packets compared to the poorest paid members of the labor force. But in the recently published Occupy Handbook, reviewed in June's Finance and Development magazine, Raghuram Rajan, a former chief economist with the IMF, argues we should be more worried about what he calls the missing middle. That is workers who slip from the middle class to the lower middle class because of a lack of education and skills. He explained to me why economists and policy experts need to focus on this segment of the population to really address inequality. Well, I, I think it's uh, uh, extremely easy to get all exercised about the CEO earning many multi-millions of dollars and the extremely rich. And it's very convenient also because the solution is level them down, let's take away from them, we'll all be better off. I want to argue that the real tragedy in the United States today is the missing middle. Many people are slipping from the middle class into the lower middle class. And those guys don't earn anywhere near what the CEOs earn, but don't earn anywhere near what the journalists themselves earn. And therefore, they tend to get overlooked. So I, I keep saying the crisis is really there. And we've got to think about how do you level up. And this is not about income taxes. That may be part of the answer, but it's really about how you provide these people the education, the skills, the capabilities that will allow them to hold good jobs. One of the most uh, important causes for growing inequality, you argue, is education. Are you arguing that it is overpriced or it is overrated or just unreachable? Well, it's the quality of education, the pricing certainly for, for university education, but also uh, the, the kind of capabilities people have when they come into education. So I'm not arguing that the poor, that the ghetto public school doesn't necessarily have dedicated teachers. Sometimes they have very dedicated, but the material they have to work with, kids who live in an environment of fear, kids who you know, go back home and don't ever see a book, those are things that also have to be changed in order to get those kids to have an equal life chance. You know, education is complex. And education is not just about schooling or university. It's also about skill building. How do you get the worker to continuously upgrade their skills, to have the opportunities to upgrade their skills? So it's a much bigger issue. I want to look a little more globally now. You know, one often hears a lot about growing inequality in many other countries. So are the causes of inequality there similar to those in the U.S. or are they completely different? They are different. For example, in, in India, um, if you look at the top 1%, the reason the top 1% in India is doing so well, the top 0.01% is because they have access to resources, access to land, they had access to iron ore. But at the same time, I think the underlying force that even within these countries, better access to education enables you to compete in the global market. If you get a university education in India, you can become an IT professional. And that allows you to get salaries which are closer to world salaries than if you're a gardener in India, in which case you're way below gardener salaries in the United States. So the fact that there is a global labor pool and that education is your entry ticket to it means that that can be a source of income differentials.
USA also points out that growing inequality has not been handled properly at all, and that in fact, the political establishment here or elsewhere have only offered very short-term policy fixes. Well, I think one example of a fix was the blind eye to the tremendous expansion in credit, especially to lower and middle income people. Now, one of the things you worry about is that if credit expands, people find their way into debt. And it may be if you've got a financial sector that's run amok, that may make those loans to you even though it knows you have no capability of servicing that. In fact, that's what we see, a whole lot of people who, you know, some have been unlucky, but some right from day one had very little hope of servicing the debt that they were given. And now they're in deep trouble. So one easy fix was credit, because it seems as if nobody really pays, because the person who gets it doesn't worry about it, the banker doesn't worry about it, because we had the financial frenzy. And of course, the politician is very happy he doesn't have to tax somebody to redistribute. So everybody's happy until the housing bubble bursts. And then we have some deeply unhappy people who unfortunately are the people who were anyway falling behind earlier. What could be some long-term policies to ease up inequality a little? Well, I, I, I think we've got to go back to the root. What is the source of inequality? And as, as I keep saying, it's this differential skills is probably the main source of inequality that can be addressed. There are other sources such as global competition, deregulation. Much of that has also contributed to value. And so reversing that would also mean you don't have access to cheap goods, which have increased everybody's uh, lifestyles. I don't think that's the way you want to go. So I, I think the answer primarily is let's improve the skill base. And of course, what that will do is over time compress the salaries of those making a ton of money because there will be more people doing that kind of stuff. There will be more competition for that and it will also elevate people at the lower level. Well, finally, some critics might suggest that if you actually try reducing inequality, however means you try, you might actually risk suppressing incentives and entrepreneurship. So what would you actually respond to these people? I think the, there is a point there. Inequality also acts as a spur. But at the same time, if you have high levels of inequality, you, you have these wonderful professions of wonderful, the entertainer makes a ton of money, but you have no hope of ever becoming that entertainer. Doctor makes a ton of money, you have no hope of becoming a doctor. In that situation, inequality suppresses incentives, makes things, makes things much worse. So if you want high levels of inequality to exist because you want to reward effort, you want to reward capabilities, you also have to make it easy for people to see a pathway to get there. And if you don't have that pathway, then it becomes a source of social conflict rather than a source of incentive. This was Raghuram Rajan, former chief economist at the IMF and professor of finance at the University of Chicago's Booth School of Business. He was speaking on inequality and ways to address it. And to hear more podcasts, log on to www dot imf dot org slash podcasts.